Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of the World Hopper's Guide to the Cosmere. I'm your host, Arian, and this week we're gonna risk being poisoned and murdered by a cook as we venture forth to the mysterious land of Imea, far to the west of the Rosharan continent. Brace for high storms and secure your Kremlings, and spoilers ahead for the Stormlight Archive through Oathbringer. Alright, so, Imea, what is it and why is it important to Roshar? The answers are pretty simple. We don't really know, and we don't really know. So, Imea consists of a group of islands, at the center of which was Akina. It's separated from the main continent by the Imean Sea, and it was one of the Silver Kingdoms that managed to survive the Desolations, and even well into the Era of Solitude, which, by the way, is the period between Aharietiam and the present storyline. That uh, 4,000 year period is the Era of Solitude. I've got to work that into my head. Uh, anyway, at some point within historical memory, the scouring of Imea took place. Most of its people were wiped out, many of its native species went extinct, and the Oathgate connection to Erythru was severed. Yasna Kolin refers to the event pretty casually, but we've yet to understand how or why the scouring occurred. Hesse's Mythica suggests that it was Digontharis, one of the unmade that we haven't met, that was responsible for the scouring. But then uh, let's take a look at what used to live on Imea. We know of two main civilized species and two types of animals, all evolved toward the Rosharan ecosystem, but unique in some aspects that suggest they were designed by Adenalsium. Anyway, uh, the main civilizations were the Dissian Amians and the Sia Amians, both immortal and with some ability to change their bodies. The Dissians are also known as the Sleepless, and they are the creepy folks who are made up of hundreds of Kremlings that are called Hordlings. Each one is something of a hive, and some appear to be watching many of the main radiants as their journeys continue. They're also responsible for the text that appears on the back covers of every Stormlight book. What they're up to, we're not really sure. Arklo, the one sleepless we met in Edge Dancer, is a strange one, even for his kind. Meanwhile, the Sia Amians are repped by none other than my boy, Axes the Collector, a strange blue dude who spends his immortal days trying to catalog every type of spren. He's something of a known legend around the world. A scholar mentions a spotting of Axes uh, in conversation with Yasna, but it's not dwelled upon, but uh, nobody really knows what he's up to. He can shift his skin in interesting ways, mainly using it to write down notes for later reference as he goes about his cataloging. So what did the Imeans have to say about the scouring? Some of them saw it as necessary for some reason or another. Axes certainly doesn't seem too bothered by it, or at least it doesn't come up in his chapter, but I don't know. But as for what the scouring did affect, we can look at the two types of animal native to Imea the Lancerin, and the Larkin. Now, the Lancerin is a species of Great Shell, now believed to be extinct. They were the primary sources of massive gem hearts before the Chasm Fiends were discovered on the Shattered Plains. Not much else is known, except that they were presumably made extinct during the scouring, and that they are related to the other species. Everyone's favorite crab-dragon pet, the Larkin. Now, Larkins are mysterious little creatures. They resemble Kremlings, only with small wings and axe-hound-like faces. They, too, were believed to be extinct, or at least very endangered. Except that we see one gifted to Risen by the great shell Reluna. They have the unique ability to drain Investiture, which is related in some way to Allomantic Leechers and possibly what Nightblood does. 
They can consume everything from Stormlight to Voidlight to presumably any other kind of investiture, like, uh, like a Divine Breath, for example. The Larkin that we've seen, Cheery Cheery, actually grew a little larger upon feeding from the Stormlight in the King's Drop. No idea if that's a lasting effect, but it might suggest that they can grow to enormous sizes if given enough investiture to feed upon. So the connection between the Larkin and the Lancerin is a curious one. When asked if they were one and the same, Brandon said that in some ways they are. There's just a bit more going on than that. My theory, uh, I'm starting to think that a Lancerin might just be a Larkin that's fed on a ton of investiture, enough to grow to titanic proportions. I have no idea if that's the case, but it seems plausible. But I guess we'll see. As far as what's going on with Aimea in the present day, here's what we know. Aimea is basically treated as a wasteland, but legends warn of not approaching Akina, the main island, which is now known as the Rock of Secrets, or the Void's Playground. It used to be a place tied to soulcasters, the literal item soulcasters that people could use, which is why the Leoforan soulcaster Kaza joined along on the ship The First Pleasure to make the voyage into Akina. This is, by the way, interlude I-4 in Oathbringer. Kaza, hoping to reverse the savantism that is turning her to smoke, attempts to find the soul-casting secret of Akina, only for the crew to be poisoned and killed by none other than the cook, who reveals herself to be one of the Dissian Amians, a sleepless protecting Akina from human hands. Kaza manages to make it to the shore of Akina, where she sees an enormous gem heart in the corpse of a Lancerin before finally succumbing to the poison, but she makes sure to turn the ground beneath her to smoke as well. Hopefully killing the Imean? I doubt that'll do it, though. When Kaza asked what the Imean was protecting, this was the response. I cannot speak, the cook said, even to sate a dying demand. There are those who could pull secrets from your soul, and the cost would be the ends of worlds. Now, if you'll note here, ends of worlds is an interesting word choice, and it suggests that it might be an issue larger than Roshar. One theory is that Aimea contains a Dawn Shard, one of those mysterious items that somehow destroyed the original human homeworld of Ashen. This is supported by a word of Brandon. He confirms that a Dawn Shard has been on Aimea in the past, and it's an open question as to whether it's still there. So who has really interacted with this place? Uh, the Heralds have been to Aimea, and Hoyt has been there too. We're unlikely to get any more information on the place in Book 4, but we might get a novella about characters actually traveling to Akina. This would likely be Wandersail, the Risen novella that might get written this year as part of the Way of Kings Leatherbound Kickstarter. And I am very excited, because what I've covered in this very short episode is essentially everything we know about this place. Personally, I'm most curious about what the Aimeans are up to and what they're guarding, but I'd be curious to hear your thoughts as well. But, uh, yeah, that's all I've got this week. Uh, thanks for listening to this episode of the World Hopper's Guide. Let me know if you have any comments, counter-arguments, or thoughts about things I got right and wrong in this episode, uh, or in general, either in an email to worldhoppersguide at gmail.com or in a comment on the Reddit thread. If you like what you heard, feel free to subscribe to the show or recommend it to your Cosmere-friendly friends. Uh, if you enjoy the show and would like to support it, I'd really appreciate a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts, or uh, drop a few bucks over on Patreon if you so desire. But uh, as always, thanks to Kevin McLeod for the intro music, thanks to Brandon Sanderson for these books, and thanks to you for listening. See you next time.